0: Right. Hello. This is Franklin Roush from the uh, History and Philosophy Department of Lander University. We're bringing back our podcast. And we have as our guest today, uh, Mr. J.D. Witt. Hello, J.D. Hello. Hello. Oh, it's great to hear you again. So um, can you tell I I mean, I know who you are. You were our our student for several years. We loved having you in our classes, Uh, had a lot of fun. But our listeners don't know who you you are. So or maybe they do. Um, I guess it depends on how many people you forward this to. (laughs) Fair enough. Those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm a Lander graduate, of course. I graduated in 2019 uh, with a degree in history. Um, I currently work for the Boy Scouts, um, and in a way, I've been doing that kind of forever. Uh, I've worked at summer camp for the Boy Scouts for, God, 12 years now um, and grew up in the program. Um, but Lander grad, um, history degree, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else major or interest or related to Lander. Um, honors college as well. Um, though I didn't get to study abroad or complete that, unfortunately.
0: Oh right, it was was it during COVID or was that
1: No, it um I made the I had the option to. I chose to continue working at my summer camp. Oh okay. um,
0: well I mean, but that worked out really well for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean I I adored it. So that was the year I got to be the program director.
0: Right. So can you tell us so you're you're working for the scouts. Can you tell us a little bit about what your job entails?
1: Yeah, so my job title is district executive, um, and I, I, I've i had a couple different um, districts. I started off in Greenville um, with the central area of Greenville, which was at the time called Reedy Falls, um, and then I picked up a second district called Foothills, which was the northern area, um, which is actually where our summer camp is housed, which is really cool, um, and I did that for two years up in Greenville um, until we restructured our council which gave me an opportunity to come back home and run things in what used to be my home district Um, district was called Saluda river and was Lawrence and Newberry County. Um, But with our new restructuring, the district I'm over now um, has been named Lakelands and we cover Lawrence, Newberry, Greenwood and Abbeville counties. So it's pretty cool too. In another way I get to kind of stay close to Lander and, and kind of my second home over in Greenwood.
0: Oh, Um, excellent. That's a lot of territory.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, ge- actually, Dr. Gardner is the one who uh, pointed this out to me. Geographically, it is forty-seven percent of the landmass of our council, and population-wise, and nowhere near that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's kind of like the frontier, right? You're, 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 you're like a like. It outliner. often feels like it. <laughs> you're, 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 you're traveling around to to all these different communities.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's a lot of my job is I, I get to spend a lot of time on the road, which is great because I love to drive. I've always loved cars and dad's mechanic and all that stuff. Um, so I get to spend a lot of time in cars, um, but I get to spend a lot of time meeting new and interesting people all over the place. Um, like I said, I cover those four counties. And so essentially my job has a couple different functions. Um, first and foremost, I get to help serve all of the scouts in that area. Um, right now I cover just shy of 500 Scouts um, across that area. And they're divided up between a couple different groups. Um, Cub Scouts is our younger age. Um, What everyone thinks about when they think of Scouts is uh, Boy Scouts or what's now called Scouts BSA. Um, And there's some other groups too. There's a kind of career readiness field that we call um, our exploring units. And then there's um, crews, which are older groups that are focused on leadership and high adventure activities. So I mainly support them, um, but my job does similar things too. I do a lot of recruiting and trying to start either new units or get more folks involved in scouting. And then I also have a fundraising aspect of my job. It well, sounds like you would it.
0: never get bored.
1: Oh God, no. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know of anything, any way that would possibly happen, <laughs> but, and, and that's kind of the, the great thing of it is I am, I get to do something a little different almost every day and it that's really enjoyable to me
0: excellent excellent so and that that's kind of a, a follow-up question i'd like to ask so so could you tell us what might a typical day look like if there is such a thing
1: yeah so I, i'll use today for instance um some days i'll be in the office some days i'll be at home some days i'm traveling around um today uh, started off just making kind of catching up on emails and stuff like that um had a 10 o'clock meeting have uh, doing this of course um And then I'm actually um, through work, work sponsors me to be a Rotarian. Um, And so I'm going out to visit the Lawrence Rotary Club um, today, even though I'm based out of the Greenwood one. Um, And I'm going to try and there's some folks who help with our fundraising aspects out there. I'm going to meet with and invite them out to a meeting we're having next week um, and try and get them back on board. And then I'll actually be going from there out to Clinton um, to try and follow up on a lead about starting a scouting group out with Thornwell. Um, So they've kind of, I've had a hard time reaching them. So I'm going to kind of cold call them and go show up and see if I can catch um, the lady who I met with the first time and see if I can just kind of get myself back on her radar. Um, From there, I'll probably come back and work from home. Um, A lot of this job can revolve around phone calls, either um, calling my units and trying to help them with things or get them moving along. We're in what's called a recharter season where mm-hmm. we try to basically get all of our units to renew. Um, and it's just a process they have to go through every year to make sure everything's up to date. Um, but there's been some changes in that process and it's given some folks some trouble. So I'll probably spend some time this afternoon troubleshooting that. Um, sure. Take a little bit of a break later in the afternoon. And then I've got another call at seven tonight, which is my district committee. Um, my district committee basically are, my kind of top level volunteers who help make everything that happens happen. Um, for instance, we'll put on a couple different events in the district, such as a Pinewood Derby and, uh, camperees and day camps and things like that.
0: Oh, I I can't express how much I love Pinewood Derby.
1: Yeah. It's a blast.
0: Oh yeah. I remember making the cars and our first son did participate in one of those and he, he had so much fun.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. I, I actually got the opportunity. Um, (laughs) <laughs> we um we have a really cool opportunity over in greenwood where last year and hopefully this year as well we did our pinewood derby in the showroom of gary rush chevrolet
0: oh that's awesome um,
1: and i've apparently considered the most impartial person they could find so i get to judge it so that's really cool
0: oh that's awesome
1: yeah so it's a blast
0: all right I and then, oh go on
1: oh I, I was just gonna add on and then there's it's a lot of working weekends doing this um for instance um this weekend, I'll be, um, goodness gracious, so there's a, a group, kind of an honor society in scouting called the Order of the Arrow that I'm the staff advisor for, so I'll spend my Saturday with them. They're having an event, and then there's some training stuff that, while well, I'm not required to go to on Sunday, I think it'll be beneficial, so I'll be spending Sunday there and then have a brief meeting to kind of talk about summer camp as well.
0: Oh, Excellent. Um, I have to say, um, I mean, this interview's, you know, it's meant to be about you, um, but I do have to tell one brief story because you mentioned the Rotary. Of course. I, I actually ended up giving a talk to a Rotary club in Seoul, Korea.
1: Oh, that's super cool. It
0: was fun. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, but it was like a dinner talk. So I think they mostly just were concentrating on their dinner and I was just the background noise, but it was still fun. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Rotary tends to do that. Uh, I think every right. Rotary meeting I've been to has food, um, which has made me quite enjoy Rotary. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But um I don't know did I'm trying to remember if I ever um it was fun cuz I had to connect it was in Korea so I had to try and figure out how to connect Korean history to the Rotary Club. Right. Uh, which I was able to do so I was I was happy.
1: That's um, super cool.
0: But yeah so it um it sounds like a lot of your job is being that person that we want to talk to on the phone when we are having to always talk to a recording.
1: A lot of times yes. <laughs> um, absolutely. So okay, I've got yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I got about thirty units in my district, and I'm essentially their point of contact for everything. There's some stuff that will come out. Our large organization is called the Council. Our ours is the Blue Ridge Council, and that covers the eight counties of the Upstate. Um, but for their specific needs, there's some 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 stuff. Excuse me, that will be communicated out from the Council. But for day to day stuff, it they pretty much all come to me.
0: Oh, excellent! So yeah, that's going to make you busy, but that's so. I think that's just absolutely necessary to keep an organization going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got
0: to be able to talk to people. So, how did? I mean, when you th- you're you're a history major, but it doesn't sound like your job directly deals that much with history.
1: Not so much. Um, there's occasional side aspects of it, um, but not not a whole lot.
0: S- so how then did did your major? Um, prepare you for this job
1: so that's one of the things i've kind of been reflecting on and and for me i think the biggest thing is the soft skills sides of things um i've always loved history um you know and and i feel like i've learned an immense amount um while i was at lander and especially how to kind of reflect on history but for me the biggest thing is i don't think not to throw my high school under the bus but i don't think my high school prepared me very well um for a work environment at all um good example of this um, it's more, I guess, a college thing. I knew what MLA was or yeah, MLA formatting was. Um, I had never used it in high school and I had no idea about Chicago and never really done major research projects or really anything like that. And a lot of those, those research skills, especially, and just the, how to communicate, how to write an email that doesn't sound illiterate, um, <laughs> you know, and especially looking into learning about people and um, different organizations, especially when I'm trying to start new units, looking into that history of those organizations, you know, kind of where they've stood traditionally and where they might have stood more recently on things, um, especially when working with a lot of the churches, has been vastly beneficial. Um, Scouting has been changing over the last couple of years and in a lot of ways, um, allowing more and more folks to be involved in scouting. And not every church is super receptive to that. And not every community group is super receptive to that, um, though most are. Uh, And so kind of knowing some of that background helps you go into these meetings a bit better prepared.
0: Right, right. And yeah, trying to do that, that it's very important when we're when we're trying to balance these kinds of things to to be clear and, and respectful so that, you know, even if we're going to have some conflict, at least at least it's going to be conflict based on real differences rather than misunderstanding.
1: Right. And, and that's been a, a really, you know, like I said, those research skills have really helped me. And then just those kind of basic communication skills of, you know, how do I present a topic? How do I explain where we stand on things without in, in a very concise and literate way that doesn't waste people's time, but also keeps them interested?
0: Right, right. That, well, and that's something I struggle with as a, as an instructor.
1: <laughs> I would I would tend and to nice disagree, that. but well, no, I
0: mean, you're always trying to do to do your best. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> everyone can improve. Um, that's fair. So what? So what? Um, advice would you give people who are history majors who are looking for work in general, or particularly for people who are like, oh, you know, I think what what uh, Mister w- uh, JD is doing is really awesome. I want to do it too.
1: Yeah. So I guess speak more broadly about history first. Um, I There's always this reputation out there of, oh God, what do you do with a history degree? And I hate that. Um, I've actually just in the few years I've been graduated, uh, I've ran into a few folks like myself who have history degrees in various fields. And then living in Greenville, there's a fair number of museums up there that I got to work with through my job, which was really cool. Um, and some of them have, you know, talk to me about you know either volunteering or you know I I've asked a few of them just out of curiosity. You know, are they hiring anything like that? And a lot of them are. You know, and there's a lot more you can do with a history degree than you know the face surface. Uh, what I was thinking I was going to do in college, which is teach, um, and it's it's a lot. Again, it I think it's a lot of those soft skills that really serve you well. Um, and then as far as scouting. I'm a bit of an odd case. I have done scouting since I was six years old, almost nonstop. Um, I worked for, like I said, this would be my 12th year at our summer camp. Um, and so I had it really easy. I was the program director, um, 2019 for that summer, um, in my second year and running kind of the day to day stuff for camp, um, in the number two position. And there was an opening in the council and they came and interviewed me during camp and were like, Hey, you know, we know you just graduated and there I'd expressed some interest in maybe working for scouts. Um, actually had a little bit of advice from Dr. Floyd. Oh, excellent. Um, And, you know, so I expressed that interest and it was something I've always loved and been passionate about. And it, in all honesty, it really fell on my lap in a lot of ways. They interviewed me during camp Um, camp wrapped up and a week later I was in my first meeting for my new job. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I certainly didn't have the typical path, um, but it worked well for me. And if scouting by any means is something you're interested in, we're in a position, you know, scouting has been in the news a lot here recently and some for great things, some, and most of it, unfortunately for less. So um, with us dealing with a national bankruptcy and things like that, but scouting is getting ready to grow again and really looking to move forward. And there are a lot of positions that are starting to come open.
0: Oh, excellent. And just, just as a quick aside, where would people look for those positions?
1: Um, Honestly, the best place to start is probably on either, if you know your local council, start reaching out to them. A lot of them will post things on Indeed um, or other kind of hiring websites. Um, and just searching Boy Scouts works really well. Um, and then the national uh, organization has some positions that they hire for, too. And uh, they'll, hire, they'll post things on Indeed or on their websites as well.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. In fact, no, in fact, I mean,
1: we we, we just topic... hired a... Oh, sorry.
0: No, please go ahead.
1: I was gonna say we just um we had a lady in our office retire um and you know filling her position we did indeed and some other things but also just facebook even
0: oh right no that that makes sense yeah um, it's it's amazing yeah all the what can i say all the social networking you can do yeah but speaking of that i mean so one thing i think when people sometimes ask that question well, well what can you do with that degree? I think that sometimes has the the kind of assumption is that a degree just automatically comes with a job at the end. And that's not how it works. I mean, you still have to to go out and make things happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right?
0: And that's that's where I'm, I'm sometimes, you know, I'm encouraging students, you know, don't just go to class, do be active in, in different hobbies and different groups. So you had mentioned, right, you'd had this long activity with the scouts. What do you think you would, but so you'd had a long-term relationship with scouting before you got this position, but long-term relationships can be bad, right? You know, they could <laughs> say, oh, geez, we've, we've known JD forever. We definitely don't want to hire him. What were, you, <laughs> what were you doing before you were hired that you think attracted them to your application to say, yes, this is the person we want?
1: So I think probably the two biggest things for me um, was, and I... I'm someone who struggles. A lot of what we do is, is pretty much volunteer management and, and trying to get volunteers to accomplish things. Um, and sometimes that requires a firmer hand than others, and that's where I'm weak. Um, but I'll, for summer camp, for instance, as program director, my job was to um, oversee the program staff, um, which was about 40 to 45 people, um, and make sure that they're out teaching their classes and teaching them well. Uh, make sure that they've got what they need. Uh, make sure that my area directors have what they need, um, and work with um, my camp director, which is actually the position I'm in now. Um, about you know just making sure those are fulfilled, what's going on in camp, and making sure people are happy. Um, I I like I said, I'm a camp director now. I think program director is the best position because you get to be the face of camp um, and not have to deal with all the businessy stuff. Right. And it's a blast because a lot of what you do, a lot of your prep work is before camp. And then when you get to camp, it's just managing your staff and making sure that things are running smoothly. Um, and I, I think that's probably the main thing that attracted them is 2019 was a great year for our camp. Um, right, we'd, we'd had some fluctuations over the previous years I'd been there. And I'd been the program director in the year previous as well that had some issues. Um, and we made some real improvements that people seem to enjoy.
0: Oh, excellent. No, that's, and I hope that, you know, our listeners will find that helpful. It's that you were working there and you showed them that not only could you do good work, but you were, you were flexible.
1: Yeah, I I would certainly agree with that. And then part of it too is this is a very different job from, well, most any other out there. Um, And I think one of the things I picked up, it's part of a personal trait, but also, part of research. And that is just kind of having that open mind and being willing to hear new thoughts, new ideas and new ways of doing things. Um, and there's certainly been a lot of change in how we do things. I know when we first topped on before we started recording, you know, we were talking about the most, you know, the elephant in the room in the world these days is COVID. Um, and just some of that, again, flexibility to, all right, things have changed. How do we handle them now? And I think some of that flexibility from summer camp has helped instruct help teach that to me and a lot of that comes from researching as well
0: yeah and i imagine you know when your job is primarily you know interpersonal relationships it's difficult when we have COVID.
1: yeah absolutely
0: well we're, we're getting towards the end but I, I there is just enough time i, I have to i want to geek <laughs> out with some history um so i do you took the public introduction to public history class with me and you did a really cool um uh exhibit or uh, yeah y- your final exhibit was really neat. I just wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that and if, if, if you've ever done anything with it or if you found that the, that, the, um, that the process of putting together the exhibit was helpful to your career or in anything else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what I did was um, I did it during the summer and I was working at camp. So the easiest thing for me um, was what's called Poinsett Bridge. Um, it's a national historic site um, that our summer camp actually used to own the land that it sits on. Um, and it's since been um, it's since been given to Greenville County Parks and Rec, um, and a part of that property as well to the watershed, since one of Greenville's two major uh, watersheds are right there as well. Um, the bridge is just over uh, two hundred years old, if I remember off the top of my head correctly. It was con- it was finalized in eighteen twenty. Um, there's a lot of history missing about it, um, but the most prevalent theory is that. Um, it was designed by the same gentleman who designed the Washington Monument. Um, yeah, that's there's, cool. there's no, as far as I could find, there's no real proof of that anywhere, but that's the running theory. Um, it's a arch style, um, stone bridge, um, that used to be a part of the highway system from Greenville to Asheville. Um, and just the major way that people carried through. Um, and it, it's really cool. I got to see the bridge be restored um, and redone in my lifetime. Um, When I first started at our summer camp, it really wasn't done up very much and had been kind of neglected. Um, And it was really interesting the way it happened. I was covering a class for a friend of mine the year before it was restored and the year they were starting restoration. Um, And I only had one scout in my class. Um, And so, of course, you know, for safety purposes, you never want to go out, you know, just you um, and one or a person, especially a youth. So I asked his father uh, who happened to be in camp feed come along. And so we go hiking um, and I show him another part of the old highway system up the road from the bridge. And that's when he lets it out. He's like, yeah, I'm actually the guy who's overseeing this restoration and I had no idea this was here. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah. It's super cool. Um, But it's just a really interesting bridge with a lot of interesting history um, and, and a lot of, um, a lot of ghost stories and stuff like that about it too. Oh, excellent. Um,
0: Can you tell one offhand?
1: Yeah. Um so the most prevalent one is Old Red. Um oh, there's supposed there's supposed to be an orange orb that comes across the bridge shortly after midnight. Um and what it's supposed to be is Old Red, who is a um South Carolina Confederate soldier returning home from the war. Ah. Um supposedly one of the stones is hollow and There's supposed to be a body inside, supposedly. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever inspected that. Sure. Uh, I have yet to find it banging on stones with sticks, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, and it's, it's really cool. Another really interesting thing about it is all the stone is quarried on site. So it's maybe God an eighth of a mile at most down the road from our camp. And as you come up the road, you can see the square cuts in the stone of the hillside of Callahan mountain where all this stone was quarried on site. And it's, it's just super interesting.
0: Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, I didn't know I was going to get a ghost story out of this. That's great.
1: <laughs> well, there you go.
0: <laughs> well, good deal. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Witt, for sharing your, your valuable time with us today. And thanks well, to our listeners, too. Happy to. Right, thanks. You have a great day.
1: You too.